Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Samantha Savage-Bright. Samantha is the founder and owner of The Salt Horse, a specialty grocery in Laguna Beach, California. She focuses on selling hand-curated seasonal goods and provisions, along with fresh fruits and vegetables through her weekly farm box. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Whitney. I'm so excited to have you on and to learn more about your background in food, where your passion for food comes from, as well as to find out more about the salt horse and your farm box and um, I think the healthy food movement that you're supporting in our community. Thank you so much. I look forward to, um, yes, to our conversation. It's um, obviously a big passion of mine and an important conversation for us all to have, especially at this time. I agree. So tell me a little bit about your background and what has kind of led you to opening your own small business in Laguna Beach, California. Sure. Um, so it all began about 10 years ago when I became the edible school garden teacher at the Annalise Schools, which is a private elementary school here in Laguna Beach. Um, my two boys were attending the school. Um, they were there from two to um, through fifth grade, sixth grade. So I um, loved the opportunity to not only be a teacher at their school, but also to be an, a guard, the gardening teacher. So teaching children about the importance of eating healthy, how to grow food, how to cook food, um, which led into me um, taking their grassroots 
farmers market program, which was part of their curriculum and actually turning it into a larger um, farmers market, which became a big a fundraising platform for the school. Um, and we don't grow everything in our school garden. And also the school garden is a teaching garden. So as many lettuce, you know, plants and tomato plants I would plant with these elementary school kids. And of course, due to being in Laguna Canyon, you'd show up and, you know, they would be pulled out of the ground or, you know, the little baby stems. Um, broken, but it was, um, so then I started working with some local farmers to supplement our farmer's market at the school to provide those families, the school's families with um, fresh organic produce, um, which then ended up turning into me creating the Annalise School Store um, with the owner of the school and um, did that for six years. And through that, um, I just, the passion for the slow food movement for farm to table um, really just kept growing and growing with, with me. And in 2020, when the school was forced to close due to the pandemic, um, I, we changed the school store into a full-on grocery store. And at that time, I became, I guess, your professional food buyer at the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. So then I was... Um, you know, there is where I cultivated many um, of the relationships, all the relationships I have now, which um, through, you know, developing those relationships with the farms and the farmers, um, what inspired me to create the Salt Horse um, as your specialty local grocery store featuring, um, you know, all organic farm to table goods and provisions of the highest quality, sustainably sourced locally, um, from this from my established and highly curated network, um, but also is designed to cultivate that community connection, which I feel is so important. Um, um, your connection to local organic food and goods, and also I wanted to raise awareness, going back to my teaching, um, to the values and benefits of living a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. I want this to be an educational platform. Um, so I think that yeah, it all began with me being a teacher at the school, and here I am today. So it's been a beautiful journey and I can looking forward to continuing it. I guess I consider myself to be a storyteller, really storytelling about the farms and all these beautiful, um, you know, chefs like yourself with the um, magic seasoning that we carry here and with um, all the other small batch foods. Everyone has a beautiful story and um, I'm just so honored to be able to have a platform to tell that. And when you enter your store, I think mm -hmm. anyone that looks around gets curious and they want to know more about anything that they see in the store, any products, but also when you walk in, you have tons of produce and the produce doesn't look like produce you see in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Even if you're visiting Whole Foods, it looks right. a little bit different. Yes. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how you find the farms to collect your produce from? Yes. So I think that, um, so curate is one of my um, favorite words, but lately I feel like it's a little um, used too often with a little bit of not quite understanding of its true meaning. So for me, curation um, is knowledge and meaning um, of the industry and the deep understanding and appreciation for all aspects of the food system. So sourcing, developing strategic partnerships and um, successful merchandising of the foods, these all play really vital roles in assuring that these foods get into the marketplace. So I 
collect and research and present only the best of something in a meaningful, intentional, and purposeful way. So my goal is not only to provide inspiration and products that enable these clients to build relationships and connect to their food, but um, my when I go and buy from these farms, my practices are driven by a commitment to make those purchasing decisions um, that have a positive social, economic, and environmental impact. So when I'm speaking to the farmers, for example, in, in regards to the um, farmer's market foods, um, those are from me doing research and developing these relationships because now I'm understanding really what is this farmer's story? What are, their, what are their farming practices? What is their vision? What do they grow best? What are they most passionate about? Um, and then I bring that to Saltworth. <laughs> no, that's so great that you bring up those points. So I get questions a lot about what do I ask when I go to the farmer's market? Okay. So mm -hmm. people don't even, people are struggling to figure out, okay, so I see a booth with a bunch yes. of vegetables or fruit. Yes. I see a sign that, yes. you know, they, they're saying that they, they grow what they sell or they're right. saying, you know, I'm from Escondido. I'm from, you know, this right. part of California. But what are the questions you should ask, actually be asking when you walk up and pick up the zucchini or the cherry tomato? Well, I mean, first and foremost is that the food needs to be seasonal. So you need to under, need to research and know based on your geographic area in the United States or wherever you live, what geographically is seasonal with where I live in that, you know, in that part of the world. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, then, you know, then I, frankly, you just shouldn't be really eating it, right? Because it's not going to be um, what is being harvested fresh, which then is going to have the most nutrients. That's what's the difference between a farmer's market versus a grocery store. Um, though it's not being, it's not traveled miles, which not only are you losing the nutrients, but you're also creating a carbon footprint because you are now utilizing vehicles and gasoline to get the food to you. And then, um, you know, so you, so that's where I first would kind of look at a table and be like, I want to make sure like there's a pineapple or a banana, like there's a problem, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and then I also just, um, ask them, you know, um, what are their, you know, what is coming up? What is, what are, what is growing now? Um, how do they take care of their soil? Soil health is the most important thing. So what kind of soil are they growing on? Is this something that's grown inside in a greenhouse? Is this something that's grown hydroponically? Is this something that is grown in the earth? And if it is grown in the earth, what type of soil do they have? A, you know, is it a biodynamic farm? Um, are, are there other animals that live on the farm with them? Um, how is the food harvested? Is it harvested by machinery? Is it harvested by hand? Um, and then just looking at the quality of the produce as well. I mean, there's always, there's, and then, yes, I was always sort of ways, you know, if, when you're looking at the food of just making sure that, um, you know, that it looks, smells, touch, you know, it really should be um, just as pure and natural as you would think a lot of the foods in our grocery store, which I think is a little bit why there is not such a strong understanding for people when they go to a farmer's market is because it doesn't have the coatings to protect it from the shelf life and yeah. protect it from the, you know, refrigerated truck that or boat that it traveled on. So, you know, it is, um, 
it actually should come really naturally. It's sort of like all these aha moments that people like feel like have when they go to a farmer's market because it is really awakening. And also a lot of the farmers are really proud of the produce. All of them are pr very proud of the produce that they grow. They take so much pride in it. They are the hardest workers, most wonderful families. And um, you know, it's so important to support them. But they also, if you ask to try their food, I mean, they're quick to cut open a cantaloupe or, or hand you a cherry tomato. Um, so I would really just use all your senses, taste, touch, feel, you know, what you're hearing, what people are saying. I always ask other food buyers or other chefs at the market. I try to have a really strong community there. It's really about, you know, reaching out to people, say, hey, what do you, what, you know, what's, what's growing good or what, what have you been cooking with? What, what kind of, what farms are you going to? And yeah, asking, asking the important questions is, is I think key to, um, going to a farmer's market. Just don't go up and pass the money and pick up things. Like engage yourself, develop those connections because the connections to the food is what, you know, the whole meaning behind everything is. Food is about creating memories. It's about connection to ourselves, to each other, to you know, our community. So um, yeah, you want to you wanna communicate. <laughs> you bring up a really good point. And I've learned a lot over the years and it's changed my buying habits by just listening to what yes. other people are saying when they're shopping around. Yes. And hearing them get excited over different vegetables or hearing what questions they're asking to right. the farm stand. You, that's yes. a really great point. Sometimes listening is huge yeah. at the farmer's market. Definitely. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of stories. <laughs> what do you look for labels of organic or do you prefer just to ask if they're using organic or biodynamic practices or not using pesticides? What's your thoughts on that? Mm, so, you know, that's a very good question because I'm kind of like a ant through being in this industry for a while and opening up my own grocery store, I've really kind of seen the other side of it, the business side of the certification process, the permitting process, and it's not in our favor. You know, they want to be supporting the big, unfortunately, I feel like the system's designed to kind of support the the big guys and not protect the small ones, the ones that are actually making a meaningful difference. So a lot of these family-owned farms, you know, the organic process to get certified organic so they can have the sticker, which is kind of ironic, um, is a very laborious process and a very expensive process. And right now, if we're not supporting our farmers, our local farmers who are, you know, they all are struggling, you know, struggling now, you know, there's so many aspects of why um, they are, um, which is, you know, a whole nother, another topic, but um, it's, you know, it, it's a very, very um, laborious, um, very eyes, very eyes on, you know, eyes on them. Every seed they plant, you know, everything has to be so highly documented um, that a lot of these people just don't have the labor to do it, the expenses to do it. And so I, through developing the relationships and visiting the farms myself um, and, you know, talking to them and, you know, if they are practicing organic practices, and I know that 100% because I've built these trusted relationships, but they don't have an organic certification, they can still be growing organic food. Yes. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I actually want to find the people when I'm at the, at the farmer's market that oh, are good. doing those practices yes. and they aren't participating in what I think is the organic scam. Yeah. Okay. As, as a small business owner and knowing right. what you have to go through with 
Correct. the state yeah. you live in in yeah. order to <laughs> sell an organic product. I know, it's, um, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's the unbelievable. That they want you to write. Yes. It's not just third-party certification. It's at this point like four, five, six, seven-party certification that they're wanting you to pay to get. Yes. Um, it's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. Really, really and, and you know, the the person who's not in the food industry will never understand unless they sat down with you or I and actually had a conversation with us because mm-hmm. it's so layered and it's, you know, obviously not something that anyone wants to sit on a podcast and listen to, but um but it's to be aware to and talk about a yeah. little bit and yes. give people alternative ways to source really good quality fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and produce and ingredients, um, but know that they're getting what they want. And I think it's what a lot of us want. We just want food that's grown without Roundup, without glyphosate, yep. with, without some of these herbicides, pesticides, and insecticides. And just knowing that, you know, farmers are doing the best to use traditional practices to avoid yeah. putting that stuff on our food. Yes. Um, these farmers, um, these, I mean, you know, California has the most food grown on small farms in the entire United States. I had and no we, idea. Yes. And we grow 90, California grows 90% of our country's food. Wow. You know, it's amazing. But then you go into a grocery store and 70% of the non-organic fresh produce sold in the United States contains residue of harmful chemical pesticides. Every year, they have the, the Environmental Protection Agency has to re- do a report, which is available online. Anyone can Google it. And you can just start off by Googling the, the dirty 12 or whatever it is. Yeah, the dirty dozen. The dirty dozen. Yes, the dirty dozen. Um, and you, it's really shocking. It really is. So, um, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I think that that kind of says it all, really. You know, the, so the, the facts how- are... The- how do you suggest that people get good quality produce? Um, they need to just start shopping locally. Not like, you know, a Whole Foods isn't a Whole Foods anymore. Um, the, our food is not the food anymore. You know, our food is drastically changed um, in the last, since I was a child. Um, and, you know, we have to start making a difference in our buying practices, um, in our way of life. Um, if we, you know, want to, um, you know, continue to, to have food, honestly. So it seems like there's kind of four options for getting real fruits and vegetables. It's the farmer's market mm-hmm. going directly to the farm. It's mm-hmm. a CSA box or a farm box mm-hmm. through a store like yours. Yeah. Or also, I created the Saltwurst as your specialty local grocery store. So I want to be, um, you know, changing the grocery system. I want to really be focused on changing the way that our food is delivered. Um, So my goal is to replicate the salt horse so that there are there is this alternative style grocery store available to people you know in whatever area they live in so i'm a health food store junkie okay Uh, long before i was a chef finding that super hippie alternative little market was a scam and i've been to them all over the country from all over new york city and brooklyn all over California. I've been in, in ones in the Dakotas. Like I, I hunt them out. I love love them. Me too. And 
they're, they're harder and harder to find because mm-hmm. unfortunately so many of them even, you know, ha- have had to sell to, to larger, larger companies. Um, right. So it's so nice that you're kind of bringing a version of that back. Where you. You're providing local produce, local products, mm-hmm. um, and just other products that you would want in your life or in your home. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So what is the farm box that you're doing? Because that's like an extension of the salt horse that really allows people to kind of take more of the, of the concept home. Yes. So, um, so the farm box, um, the goal, my goal is to also inspire people to get back into their kitchens with amazing fresh ingredients back around the table, like with their loved ones, creating those memories. I mean, my fondest memories as a child are the ones around my table with my grandmother cooking. Um, I want people to be building their health, taking care of the you know environment, making a difference from farm to table. So the farm box um, is sort of my packaged way of doing that. So what I've done is every week um, uh, when I go to the market and I have the conversations with my farmers, I see what is seasonally best that week. And then I place um, my buys and do my ordering based on those conversations. So when you receive a farm box, it's basically a showcase of what is seasonally best that week. And I want, and, and then what I've done is I've put recipes and tips inside the box. So in the box, you get a pamphlet that will, and I have one around here, um, that has what every um, item is in the box, what farm it came from, where that farm is in California, and then a a couple recipes, whether I get them from families or chefs like yourself, or from my, you know, books that I've, you know, coveted cookbooks that I have, but they're simple ingredients that people can use using everything inside the box. There's an intention to everything. There's a story um, to every piece of the box. And honestly, it's super, super simple Um, because really people don't need fancy gadgets in their kitchen. They don't really, you know, need to feel like they have to go to a bunch of cooking classes or be, a, you know, or, oh, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I don't cook. I'm not a, you know, not a chef. It's about using ingredients and foods that taste like they're supposed to taste. Because yeah. if you're using foods that, that are taste like they're supposed to taste, then your food's going to actually, every, anything you make is going to taste delicious. You know, it's true. You yeah. only need a few basics. Like everyone should have a real cutting board that's made of wood, not plastic. Yes. A yes. sharp, a sharp knife that you yes. can get it sharpened over and over again. And then you need real sea salt, like real quality sea salt. Yes. Some good cracked pepper and olive oil, real extra virgin olive oil, and you can hit the ground running. Right. I know everything. I know because you don't want to really mess too much when you're dealing with live food that has that many nutrients and that much flavor, like let it be. I always laugh when people try, Oh, I I can't garden. I'm like, you know, not a gardener. I'm like, let mother nature do her thing. You know, like we try to just do, I think we just need to, yeah, kind of like, it's all about being simplifying your life, right? Being very simple and very intentional in, in everything you do. And we always try to complicate everything, but when you're, the farm box is, you know, a beautiful representation of that message. Um, and yes, I, I think that, and also, What's really important with the farm box and why I do it is because the more people that I have subscribing to my farm box, those are guaranteed 
you know, orders of food, right? So if I had 20 farm boxes and I know now, wow, I can buy 20 pounds of potatoes from my, from Wiser Family Farms, that's supporting that farmer. So instead of being able to be like, oh, you know, I'm only going to buy 10 pounds because I just am going to be selling it at the salt horse. Instead, I can triple, quadruple my orders and it based on the more farm boxes I have, which ultimately is going to support these farmers so that they can continue to survive and do what they're doing. And also, yeah, and also too, I just love when people come and pick up their farm box. I take a, I take a lot of um, time and, and thought, you know, and intention and everything that's in there. And so, yeah. And also why go to a grocery store? Like, and who has time to do that anymore anyway? So just come here, pick up your box and then that's all you need for the week. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. So how does the process start if someone is in Southern California and wants to start this process? How okay. do they reach out to you? How did they sign up? When did they get to pick up? Thank you. So um, you sign up on my website. So it's thesalthorse.com and you click on the farm box. Um, the farm box will have a description of the different boxes that I do offer. So I offer a, a, a farm box that would be a larger family size or like an individual to a couple size. I also do farm boxes that are, do you want only vegetables or you want only citrus? Um, I, I do have abilities to like add on provisions. So I should also say the farm in the farm box, I do include a specialty grocery item in every box that, that um, also complements all the other things inside the box because I want to showcase and, you know, sometimes it's maybe intimidating to like, oh, use that, um, you know, that seasoning or use that, um, you know, jam or whatever it may be. But if I include it in the box, then, you know, people I feel like are, um, yeah, and then and they try it and then they, you know, understand, wow, this is amazing. And it's something that is, um, you know, I want to keep as a uh, staple in my pantry. That's so nice. Yes. And then, oh, so, so then yeah. when they order, yeah. then they would pick up on Thursday or Friday. Um, mm -hmm. I do a monthly membership, super flexible. I understand I'm a single mom with two boys. My schedule changes all the time. Um, with, so with people, you know, with traveling, with work, with life, um, I'm, you know, you, if you do the monthly membership, it doesn't, you know, and there's four boxes, if you are traveling one week or have something come up, you know, if I'm all about communication, so then, you know, they can, doesn't have to be in a, in, you know, four, in a four week period. So I try to be very flexible. My goal um, in, by the winter is to be able to offer a delivery service 
um, so that I can make it more convenient for people to have the farm box. So if there's a neighborhood or a group that wants to all come together and everyone orders a farm box, then I can go and deliver them all um, to one location. Um, so I encourage you to please reach out to me because I want to get these farm boxes into as many homes as possible. So I'm happy to um, you know, offer solutions to be able to do so. How do you suggest somebody find something like what you're doing, but they're living in, you know, the middle of the country or in a small town on the East Coast? Um, what do you suggest to somebody who wants to start getting a monthly box of fresh local produce? Where should they look? So every, um, you know, I come from a small town on the East Coast um, in Virginia Beach, and I grew up going to all, I mean, all, we have I feel like outside every area, there's farmland, right? So yeah. it's really kind of reaching out, um, asking maybe um, people around you if they know of any local family farms, looking, I mean, there's so much available now on, on the internet. And then if you do find a local family farm, the farms all work together. So call one of them, say, do you have a CSA um, program? Do you work with other farms? Um, how can I get your produce? And I would say, start there. Um, but I do know that um, in recent years, there have been some, um, you know, delivery services that do that, that are, you know, national now. Um, I don't know how localized they are, but I would assume they would be. Um, but I would just kind of, I always say start local. So I would, you know, kind of try to find out who's growing. And even too, like we have a community garden here in Laguna Beach. Um, and, you know, it's all about kind of start your own garden or start a community garden or find out where maybe you have a community garden because urban farming is a thing. And there are 80 million people doing it in this country. So, you know, I would, um, I would encourage people maybe to, to do that as well. Thank you. Those are some good tips. Um, is there anything that's in the box right now that you're really loving? Like anything that you've been picking up at the farmer's market that you really love cooking and eating right now? Yes. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I love everything in the box. It's so hard. Um, but let's see. So these, um, these heirloom tomatoes, these pineapple and zebra heirloom tomatoes from Munar Ranch are unbelievable. They're just so gorgeous. I mean, heirloom tomatoes are just, I mean, they're just the most beautiful, beautiful tomatoes. And I actually, to be honest, I'm not a huge tomato fan. Like if I have a sandwich, like no tomato, a salad, I'm kind of like no tomato, but I love heirloom tomatoes. I love, I put them, I love a caprese salad. I love just, put, I'll eat just an heirloom. I mean, they have there. I think that even if you say you might not prefer tomato as your first fruit you'd go to, these heirlooms are amazing. Um, I love the, I love arugula coming from Shaner. I'm loving um, these Jimmy Nardello uh, Italian peppers. They're delicious. You can eat them raw or cook them from Wiser. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, every farm, I feel like I should just say every farm I work with and something that they grow, because I feel like I just, um, really appreciate, um, so many different things that the farmers, you know, each one's got that I think they grow best. So it's kind of hard to, hard to really, you know, pick one, honestly. No, it's actually really helpful. What you just brought up. You just brought up two things that are really hard to act to get if you go to the grocery store, because yeah. I go to the grocery store every single day. That's my job is yeah. to shop for my clients, yeah. but the arugula options are limited. It's always the same baby arugula that doesn't have any flavor. It's kind right. of generic. 
when you're eating it, you kind of can feel and taste that it's not nutrient dense. So the fact that you're able to access real freshly picked arugula is a complete different option than what we're seeing at grocery stores. And the flavor profile is completely different too with the butter lettuces. I mean, the lettuces from Finley, they're so beautiful. Um, you know, and if people take, that's the other thing, people, um, I think aren't taking really great care of the produce when they bring it home. Like I, I mean, it's no fault of their own. Just a lot of people don't really know how to take care of the produce. I have so many friends that will buy those bags of lettuce. Everything's already chopped up and it's in that plastic bag. And then what, like four days later, it's just brown and gross. And you're just, how many bags of like bagged lettuce are people throwing away? I mean, I would, <laughs> I'd really want to know. Um, but, you know, there's simple ways of making sure that your produce lasts, things that shouldn't belong in a refrigerator, things you do not refrigerate. Um, I think that those are also play a key role um, in, you know, in what you're, what's tasting good and what's, you know, what you're purchasing. I went, when I was in culinary school, one way that they used to display all the lettuce that we mm -hmm. maybe weren't going to eat right away is they would take a bowl, fill it with a little water and put all the lettuce in it. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I had um, a friend from culinary school, her name's Marin Epstein. You can follow her on Instagram at Eating Works. And she would, you know, if she wasn't going to eat the lettuce right away, she would just put it in her fridge and it was right there, like so beautiful when you open the fridge yeah. and there was always fresh lettuce when you walk into her house in the fridge and you could just grab a head and, you yeah. know, take it apart and put together a salad. Um, but she would never buy the prepackaged lettuce. She would always yeah. just buy the beautiful variety of heads at the farmer's market each week and store them in the fridge. No problem. All week long. And they do the same with the herbs and herbs for me also make really nice home decor they do they <laughs> they're do. like your and new flower right because they're there's their their smell too is very um uplifting there's a lot of obviously the aromatherapy aspects of the herbs is important and i always encourage people to you know just keep trimming those the bottom so that you know the water can go up that stem and they'll stay fresh forever and put them in little mason jars around your home yeah and there's certain ones that even if they do start to dry out they're still great to use um the other day i was cooking at my clients and they had picked up a bunch of purple thyme and mm -hmm. they had it in a little um jar on the counter filled with water and it was starting to get dry but it was perfect just to take off the stem oh, yes. and sprinkle on top of tomatoes yes but um, I mean, we use dried herbs it's dried herbs exactly. is a big category <laughs> yeah i know i tell people just hang it upside down like you see people do with roses dry them you know like nothing we shouldn't have any food waste yeah there's no no one should be intimidated with buying fresh herbs because right. they're the easiest to work with. Definitely. Yes. Love herbs. Me too. Um, any tips that you would give to anyone that's thinking about signing up for their first farm box or CSA, but they're still just a limited, little intimidated because they don't know what they're going to be getting in their box. Yes. So, um, you know, I would just ask questions. Like if you are, don't really like, you know, something particular, or you, you know, don't really know what to do with something, I would just, you know, experiment, right? Just ask questions, um, reach out, just sort of get more information. I feel like educate, like being educated, people make a lot of, I think, have a lot going on, maybe thinking too much in their mind. But if you, um, you know, just ask the questions and get educated. I feel like that's where, you know, you're bound to feel more comfortable because I, I think that that's 
really the barrier is that it's just people not really knowing, right? And it's just asking those questions and, and having the courage to do so. Are there any vegetables or fruit coming up in the fall that you really, really love that you can't wait to, to curate or source? I mean, I love um, the Rosalba radicchio. I love, um, I mean, I just, I love so much of what is, is grown. It's so hard to really say, um, you know, it's about to be like the apples, the apple season's going to be coming, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah, I, there's, yeah, it's just, I, I enjoy every season as it comes. And um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. I'm not. Fall is my favorite food season. I, it I is. I have to be honest, like I can't say that I love all four seasons. Okay. Fall is my standout season. I live, I live for the produce. I live for the types of recipes that support that type of produce. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the fruit that time of year. Like I love the variety of apples. It's just, it is my happiest time. It's very comforting, right? It brings you back to home. (laughs) It does. It's like that soul food, right? All food is feel good food, but fall food is so incredibly, I just find grounding. It's so earthing um, that it just feels so good. So I'm, I really look forward to that season. Um, I'm so yeah, right now I'm like really enjoying summer. (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) Well, if someone was to walk into the salt horse right now, are there any particular products that you are really excited about or that you're really enjoying using at home? Well, I mean, again, I love everything in my store just because I've spent so much time researching. I know all the stories behind the foods. I mean, there's the foods are all have their own purpose. Right. Um, But there are some amazing small batch food companies. I mean, I am so blown away and impressed with their um, with their impact on or their, you know, their their purpose, their social impact, with their awareness of, you know, what their brand means. And they're making a statement that, you know, they have a why. I mean, I, um, one of, someone once asked me, um, someone once told me like, people don't buy what you do, but why you do it. And that for me, it's like, why, why, why is this person making this chili crisp? Or why is this person canning this seafood? Um, why is this person, um, you know, making these crackers? And, um, and for me, those are my favorite products. That's a really great reminder. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. That's, <laughs> as a small business owner, I needed to hear that because sometimes you think, sometimes you think nobody cares. You yeah, know? It's true. they just yeah. want a good, a good product. <laughs> but the why is really important because why? the why is also what keeps you going. Correct. Yes. That's, yeah. Why? Yes. It's, it's me. From a small business owner to another, that we have to keep r- reminding ourselves of that because it's it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. And we know, we know why we're doing it. And it's usually because we want to bring a good quality product that's going to support you in your life that we don't see is available right now. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's easy just to forget that, that people don't see what we see and we have to share it and remind it's, them or teach them. Yes. And yes. By doing that, that'll help improve their life too, just like the product will. So exactly. You know, yeah. Wonderfully said. <laughs> Great, great reminder. Um, Well, where do you turn to keep learning about health and wellness and food? You're such an amazing resource for anyone who walks into your store or knows you or in the community, but like, where do you go just to keep 
to keep growing and learning? Um, I go down a lot of rabbit holes. <laughs> Appropriate since you like learning. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I love to learn. I mean, I think that, you know, learning and growing is um, is so important to, as, you know, as, as for me as a mom, for me as a friend, um, for me as a um, you know, business owner, especially in the, in the industry that we're in. Um, so I just try to just ask as many questions and try to, you know, find as much research or look as much in many documentaries, um, try to, um, I think that, you know, a lot of our information is, you know, we're kind of, we're constantly being bombarded with information, right? And for me, I've always been a little one to be a little outside the box. I'm kind of like the anti-establishment mentality. I ask a lot of questions. Why, you know, what, um, what, what is the alternative or what, are, why, what's the reason, you know, what, what's the reason for this? And the more questions I ask, the more answers that I'm looking for, I find. Um, and so I think that that's always important, right? To just always be sort of um, finding things. And then when they, you find them and they, they resonate with you and they, you know, they, they, they just make sense, yeah. <laughs> then, um, you know, then you know that you've found that golden egg in like the pile of other ones. <laughs> Are there any food documentaries that you recommend that people watch? Yes. Yeah, so there's one that I just watched that um, I, we were speaking about um, just earlier um, before our Zoom call called Cooked um, with Michael Pollan. And it is amazing. Um, it's just, it's actually based on his book, Cooking. It's called Cooked. Um, I watched it on Netflix. Um, it, one of the best documentaries I've seen is very uplifting. You know, we can watch What the Health grounded, um, you know, and I mean, you'll need to like go swim in the ocean afterward or take a hard run, right? Cooked yeah. is so inspiring. Um, he goes through the different elements and also what he brought up at the very beginning of the documentary, which kind of sets the precedent for the rest of it is how important cooking is for us. It's a primal in humans because we're not animals. We're not spiritual beings, right? We're humans. We're in between. But what differentiates us from animals? <laughs> and the answer is actually really simple. We cook our food. That is really the only difference. And then there is a ritual in that. There is culture in that. There is, um, you know, that is, that's why we are human is because of the, we cook, we cook food <laughs> and the, and the uh, documentary goes through um, the different ways that we do that. And it's so inspiring that he's visiting um, indigenous villages um, all over the world, um, different communities of people. Um, and it's just, it's a really um, inspiring documentary. I, I really look forward to, to watching that just because I loved reading Weston A. Price his books where he went around a hundred years ago and met with indigenous, indigenous cultures all mm -hmm. over and studied the generations and how they would remain the same or change based on what was introduced into their environment that wasn't native. So it's all, yeah. And it's really cool. I mean, I, one of my favorite, cause I'm coming from the South is, I mean, he talks, he goes, talks in depth with, um, of this barbecue pit master from South Carolina and how he was taught how to do this from, you know, all, all the way back to his great, great grandfather. Um, and you know, how the, this is passed down. And I think that for me, my love of cooking and my love of food is definitely, it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are.
um, is part of what makes us human. And, and for me, I, I definitely know that, you know, that was um, brought to me by my family, by my grandmother. Um, my great aunt is um, a very renowned a food critic. She was the first woman food critic for the New York Times, Mimi Sheraton. Um, she's written many, many books. Um, and so just being at a table with her, she asks a lot of questions, um, very discerning and just sort of being around food. I think if more anyone can do it, you can do that in your own community, with your own family, with your own friends. It takes one person to kind of light that fire, you know, and it just it's natural in all of us. Um, and so, you know, I, I hope that people like yourself or, you know, places like the Salt Horse um, can, you know, continue to educate and inspire people and to be doing that um, in, a, in a really responsible way, which means buying organic food, supporting local farmers, um, using the right ingredients, making, you know, a little less impact on the environment as possible. We're on the same page. Yes. Well, what's next for the salt horse? So I must definitely have my goals um, for and visions for the future of the salt horse. Um, right now, I'm focusing on um, be, more content of being uh, more of the storyteller that I am. I feel like in the last my business has actually only been around for a little over six months, even though I've been doing this for you know ten years. But um, so you know, I'm a one woman show. So there's a lot of aspects of you know, setting up a business, but now I really want to uh, kind of shift that as we get into the, you know, the next part of this year with um, being that storyteller, telling the stories of, um, of the farmers, of the food artisans. Um, I don't, you know, I want to just get the word out more. So I really appreciate being invited on this podcast because at the end of the day, you know, I always say, you know, I don't really, I'm, people always say, oh, you're the best kept secret in town. Well, I really don't want to be like, I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be a secret. I want everyone to know that this is a place that they can come. This I do. This is a valuable resource for the community. Um, and I just want people to know that I'm here. Absolutely. And you're a valuable resource for anyone that's visiting Laguna Beach or Southern California. So if you're listening and you're just coming to Laguna for the day or for the weekend or you're renting an Airbnb, you know, stop by and get your provisions locally. You don't need to drive to a grocery store. You can shop at some of our, our local shops and then you get to see, you know, other local products that are available. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, where can people learn about your business if they aren't necessarily in Laguna Beach? Where can they go online to find you? So my website um, is has everything that I carry in the store. I'm actually currently act right now um, putting together the um, capabilities on my website to be able to ship nationally. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I have a Instagram, the Salt Horse, um, where I every day I'm trying, I'm going to be doing more stories of what's in the store, store tours, talking more about the products in the store. Um, I'd like to translate that over to more of a YouTube channel platform so that, you know, people can do more longer, um, have these longer conversations um, so that, you know, um, not only my voice, but the voice of the farmers and the people that I'm with. Yeah. So my website and YouTube, I think um, in the social media, that's probably, probably the best um, right now for, to have, for where to learn more. Well, and as we wrap up, can you leave our listeners with maybe one healthy tip they can consider adding into their life? Yes. Um, so, 
my tip would be to um, simplify your life, um, to be thoughtful in every decision you make. It's a lot of hard work actually to live a simple life. So that means you're choosing, being very intentional of where you're sourcing your food. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, when you do live a simple life, um, you ha will have um, a lot more time for what really matters. And you'll have a lot more clarity too, you know? Yes. And you'll be healthier and happier. <laughs> I think so too. Well, yes. thank you so much for coming on and talking about your passion for food and farmers and sharing the salt horse and encouraging people to try a new way of sourcing their ingredients. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Whitney. I really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. You know, Thank you for being a part of our conversation in our community. And if you enjoyed my conversation with Samantha, Samantha today, please share this episode with a friend or family member and be sure to subscribe to get more content like this. And of course, thank you for being a part of the Starsea Kitchen community. Cheers. And thank you again. Thank you. I'll see you soon. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.